Hi guys, welcome back to Deleted Scenes, a show where we talk about movies to a wall and sometimes guests. And today we're not talking about movies, we're not talking to a wall. We are talking to Mr. Jack Collier of Unpopular Opinions and Hot Ones, several other things. He helped basically make the broadcast what it was this year for DCU. Go back and check the stuff on DCU MPS, I believe. Plugs. Um, yeah, Jack, welcome back to the show. You're you're basically to gonna be resurrecting this show because I have ignored it because of assignments and work and just life in general it's an unconscious like podcast at the minute so we're going to try and revive it a bit and last time we were talking together on a podcast setting we were talking about tv because you don't like movies and that's perfectly fine I, I i do not judge um i was i did take umbrage when you voted in my poll that the bounties weren't the worst sweets in the celebrations box that did Hurt quite a bit. <laughs> I, have a mount, I have a mountain of them left still. I'm enjoying my bounties. I'm I can imagine. I was saying, because I, I had a feud with Louise from Tom Foolery. Hi, Louise. Um, and I basically came to the conc- conclusion bounty eaters are, they're like spiders where you need them in the, everyone is slightly afraid of them, but you realize, okay, we need them to get rid of things for us. Like, as in, otherwise, there'll just be loads of leftover bounties just scattering the floors and such. Like, you know, you guys do us a service. You're just a necessary evil in the toolbox of life. And like, <laughs> I have no comment to being called a spider. I, I, I whatever jokes on you because I yeah. always get unlimited chocolates every year. But That's yeah, the dream, you know. I'm unlimited jealous. Unlimited chocolate. All I have this year is fucking unlimited chocolate. Big, <laughs> big shout out to the HSE because I am stuck inside over Christmas. I have not left the house in like seven days so i have spent christmas alone so been... the, i'm just surrounded by christmas chocolates i swear down i don't even have the problem of having only bounties left over on the couch there's just five selection boxes roses heroes wrappers everywhere i've got off my crusty mess of a couch just still sit up at the desk and get something done here you're like a robin there oh. with his nest of like you know rubbish and such so, oh, i swear to god it's so the kitchen is clean and then you look to the left of the like the living room and it's just like chocolate wrappers just engulfing the floor it's very beautiful funny. I I got an exercise mat for Christmas. That's my motivation to hopefully just like you know stop eating the sweets. But like we'll see how that goes. But um, I th- I think my family didn't get the message for Christmas. <laughs> one of them got me a cookery book, and the other one got me a, a cookery book. So oh. the only use I have for them so far is it's using to lift up my mic. It's resting on two <laughs> cookery books. I vaguely read them, and the recipes like they're grand. Yeah. But let's be honest. No one's ever used one cookery book. What am I going to do with the second one? Maybe I'm fire in a minute. Like You ever get those like oh, coffee that's... table books? It's like, it'll be one of those, you know, like I... <laughs> oh, it's, it, Donald Skeen will be looking fresh on our coffee. My feet oh. will be on his face most days. That's what he's for. Speaking of like mic stands as well, you are basically helping me single-handedly upgrade this thing because like, I, it probably doesn't sound any different, but it feels very different for me where it's like, normally up until now, I've been using a Lord of the Rings box set to prop up my um, microphone. Because, like, it was on one of those crappy... It's a little crappy gamer microphone. It's a good microphone, but it had a little crappy gamer stand, and it'd be, like, leaning in. This is the first time ever I've been able to do a podcast with actual posture, and it's been lovely. <laughs> Not but, punched over to Exactly. I was, I was the podcast goblin, just, like, leaning in, and just... It was just... Uh, <laughs> so this is going to hopefully just help with that as well. But, yeah, as I said before, you're not that big into movies, but you have been really big into TV shows, and... 2021 has sort of been the year of the TV show recently. There's been a lot of 
heavy hitters. Like this is the first year I think that I've consistently watched TV the entire way through. Like it, we're going to get onto it. It has been quite limited and narrow scope and that, but like, that's what you're here for. You're here to patch up basically all the things I've ignored. Cause like I do ignore, I, as I said, you'll hate to hear it. I reached episode four of money high season one. And I didn't give up on it because of, yeah, but you, gave you know, up on it. I, I gave up on it. Yeah. But like it was, I broke yeah. the promise from like episode eight, but it wasn't because of like its lack of quality. If anything, it's the best TV show I've ever seen. It's just my goldfish brain was like, you know what? I don't want to watch this for the minute. And then as soon as you break the cycle, that's why I hate, hate about binging. As soon as you break yeah. the cycle, if you're not forced, like pulled in and just going, okay, watch this right now. Like, you know, I'm going to fizzle out. Like, I, th- I feared that was going to happen because there's a volume of content. Let me just say. There. When I watched it from start mm-hmm. to finish, it was just episode by day. Yeah. I think the thing as well is like, I'm more likely to watch it now that I know there's an end. Now that I know that there's a mm. full stop, I'm, you're probably going to be talking we'll, about we'll, it. We'll, we'll get on to that as well, yeah. Yeah. Because like... When I, watched, when I watched it, it was from beginning from day one. It was getting released but oh. week by week. If you listen to our previous podcast, I explain yeah. what I mean by week by week. So yeah. it was never this dump of episodes. Me, myself, I don't think I'd watch it. If I hadn't seen it and somebody said, watch five seasons of this, I'd be like, are you having a laugh? Yeah. Now, bear in mind, I'm in isolation. I may reconsider. <laughs> but as Perhaps, an average yeah. Joe So, I would say, are you having a laugh? I don't have yeah. time to watch 50 plus hours or something here. Hold on a minute. <laughs> so I, I do get you. I feared that was going to happen, but no fault of your own. Oh, uh, it's not the first. <laughs> the amount of TV shows I promised people I would watch. I'm going to admit to everyone right now, I have given up. <laughs> there is one or two. There is one or two there. But for now, mark all is red. I just, I've reached episode. I have the rule of basically my brain kicks off at episode three. That's where I just go. You know what? Let's go do something else for a bit. We'll come back to it. We'll go clean our room or something and we can have it on in the background. But then yeah. you just, I don't know. As I said, the one thing that has consist- consistently killed every attempt for me watching a tv show is i hear the fucking team song i go that's quite a good tune i put it on my spotify and i proceed to listen <laughs> to that for 50 hours instead not like the tv show oh like literally like there's some shows where it's like this one cowboy bebop um adam and uh, not not ours a different adam if you're listening i i still haven't watched it <laughs> because that theme song called tank it is the single most catchy jazzy thing i have ever heard and like i was gonna watch it on the way into college like it was like it was like i forgot what week it was but it was one of the weeks into college i was on the bus i turned it on on my phone and I, as i said as soon as it's just such a loud like bam like you're into it and i'm like i need to hear that again <laughs> and i'm gonna go back and reload exactly i've been promising people consistently every week for the past while oh yeah i'm getting on grand with that you know th- this is going fine it's it's not going fine it's <laughs> But, James um, out himself here. He's not watching yeah, any of your TV. Shows. I'm I'm not watching any of your TV shows. <laughs> this is what this but podcast look, is gonna do. I'll do something ha- in the this new happens. year. This happens. I am here to patch the gaps. It's well, exactly. I'm, I I sat down. And I was like, right. James calls on me for one thing and one thing only to talk about something that isn't related to his podcast. The <laughs> irony of me coming onto a movies podcast and not knowing a tap about it. So I, I said, look, I'm going to give a yearly wrap up. Yeah. Of what we had. We're not going to touch what I'm going to call satellite TV. We're not okay. touching over air, free-to-air paid TV channels. We're only going to go streaming. Why really? has Siri decided to come on? Please go away. Oh, Before yeah. I'm so rudely interrupted by my Mac. <laughs> um, we're going to do 
just streaming services. We're not going to touch uh, satellite TV, I'll say. Yeah. We're just because we could be here for a million years. <laughs> if you want to hear that, like, listen back to episode eight. We talk about dad TV shows, episode, and that's all you need to hear. Episode eight is satellite TV, let's say. Yeah. I'm sticking to internet here because that's what I mainly watch. We this live in the future. Me, there was a lot of stuff that came out for TV this year, but a lot of stuff was missed over too. Like, low, like I went through a yearly recap there and I was like, I know these titles, but nobody watched them. Like, yeah, there's stuff uh, they're push, they're pushers. There's mm-hmm. stuff that Netflix go because I know, I know for a fact that Netflix doesn't um, tell you the truth. Yeah, You'll see, trending in Ireland. That's not trending in Ireland. That's not actually trending. What they list as trending is never a true account of what's going on. They're not yeah. required. There's no legal requirement. It's not false advertising at all. <laughs> they can do what they want. It's their site. They don't yeah. have to. It don't have to be true. It doesn't have to be truthful at all. So whatever you see trending one to ten in Ireland is always always wrong. Maybe one two. You they might be yeah. popular, but I don't think that they stick in position one slash two. So this is the stuff that let's say. People would have fallen into the trap of a lot of this here. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff you'll just click down to because Netflix went, whoa, look, look at this. She's popping off. Or yeah. it's that we're pushing an ad campaign for this show. So Christ. it's kind of a, it's the Joe Sows TV shows. That's what we're doing. It's, it's Joe Bloggs and his family, what they might have watched the most. Yeah. So the birds work for the bourgeoisie, basically. There's <laughs> some there's some obvious ones that are gonna come in. And look, we're gonna we'll get stuck in. Yeah, I'm kind. I'm actually a bit sick of hearing about this myself, but we have to address it. Netflix did give us Squid Game. That was very good. It was that good. was. I will tell you that is the only show this year that I have broken my rule. Which I legitimately watched all of that in two nights. I have never done that. Like the only time I do that is when I've already watched the TV show and I know what it is and I can just have it on. You know, I'm just like okay, I don't need to buckle up. I don't need to pay attention. That one hooked me. I lost so much sleep during assignment season <laughs> watching that. And it was just like, I have like, it came in November. It came way too late. I have a full body like staff member Squid Game costume. Oh. Squid Game, right. Yeah. I'm actually, contrary, mm-hmm. I'm actually really getting sick of it. It's getting on my nerves. Now, not the show. Yeah. I just don't like how much it's exploded. Like fair play, they made an amazing TV show. Yada, yada, we all know that crap. Oh yeah. yeah. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. I watched it very different to Hollywood. I watched it before it was before it exploded. That show was out for a month and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick a month and a half. Yeah. Because uh, roughly, I know we might have to fact check it, but I think it was late October. Hold on, we will do a fact check. Probably. I'm guessing it was late October because <laughs> this I is deleted scenes. It's not. <laughs> it's yeah, not like you know. We're gonna. <laughs> We're going to try and do an unedited episode as well. Yeah, September yeah. 17th, original release. So not even not even October, because I know it was very soon to when I moved into my previous house. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it very close to release. So September 17th. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say September 30th, because it was the end of a month. I watched it, picked it up for a few episodes, and genuinely was like, um, I looked at it and went, yeah, that was grand, you look. Yeah. And I, I, left it, I left it off. Mm-hmm. I made it as far as episode two and a half, because like, I was yeah. like watching episodes. I was like, I'm really pause that show I'll come, I'll come back to it yeah and then only like i'm, ge- I'm two weeks have passed and my, the lads i was living with were like oh have you heard this squid games thing i was like you know i've showed you that already but like, no you haven't i was like yes at the end of september we watched the first two episodes they're like what i'm like yes we have seen that and they're like oh okay so like it took until october it took me a month to get through it yeah i, I went through points the first two episodes i was like yeah this is great then there was the mid, I think there were, let's say there's six episodes. I think there was mm-hmm. the middle third episode. I was like, Jesus, this is very boring. 
I will. I was like, mm. yeah, I feel like because it's formatting worked for and against it, where you're like, you're there for the games, you're there for like these six deadly things, and like they're always fascinating to me, where it's like, yeah, red light, green light, and like the Marvel ones and all that sort of stuff. It's genuinely fascinating because you want to see what's going to be the next thing. But after a while, the cycle, it just, you're like, okay, yeah, the next episode's going to be the next game and so on and so forth. It's like, it gets repetitive whilst also being like, you know, brand new stuff. You just like, once once there's a routine to it, I feel like it just like, you lose interest nearly. But Yeah, like I uh, episode three, I found out drag. I found yeah. myself skipping through that a bit. Yeah. Four, five, six, the final run-ups, they were good. What I, my one gripe with it was, like, I'm not going to sit here and mm-hmm. say it was great, it was great. We know it was great. I'm not going to yeah. sit here. I thought what could have had serious work and really didn't live up to the mark was the the storyline of um the, obviously, massive spoilers. Oh, yeah. Brother, <laughs> the brother who infiltrated the island. That was not covered anywhere near as well as it should be. That I didn't me off. like that ending. I didn't like how it was done. It was executed, in my opinion, very poorly. It, I like it was too infrequent. I felt there was lots of gaps in what was happening. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, he's managed to get in the car. Yeah, we don't know how. He's just got there. <laughs> he's police. Oh, would you look? Would you look at? He's, he's at the island. Good yeah. man yourself. Here, an episode later. Oh, should look. It's his brother. No, he's shot. There was. It was just. It was very rushed. I think. Yeah. That that wouldn't surprise me if they filmed that towards the end after it had all done they said geez we, we were missing something here yeah i wouldn't have been surprised if that was filmed towards the end because it just seemed very haphazard and kind of thrown together i yeah. really got it whenever his part came on i got really excited i had hopes mm-hmm. for him getting into the island at least and yeah some kind of an in some kind of a kind of um uh an external influence some sort of police infiltration something yeah i'm not saying that it would have been shut down but at least that it would have been discovered and exactly. the way they left it, the way they left it off, I thought was a terrible ending as well. A shocking Ooh. ending. I fully agree where it's like epi- that final episode, I just really hated. Like genuinely just it annoyed me in so many ways where it's just like there's so many like throughout the series. Remember when they were like harvesting body parts for a while and then that just got dropped? Yeah. And then that like, was a gr- that was a nice little side. Every kind yeah. of side bit that was good, they just saw it off. I was like, oh, this is They're getting just... good now. I was like, here's that little twist I was looking for now. Cause it was yeah. getting very linear. And I was like, I know what's happening. Then they're harvesting the body parts. I was like, oh come on now, let's oh lovely. Something exactly. has me turning away from the screen. They just kept digging a hole. They didn't do themselves any favors at all. When and they could have done stuff, they didn't. It felt like, like even stuff like I really hated that final twist with like, um, your man. I forget even what your man's name is. It's been a while since I watched uh, it, but like uh, the o- the main character, yeah, like the old guy, him being the main bad guy. As soon as in episode six, I think it's episode six, where it pans off, you know, like him getting shot, like the guns held to his head, and the screen pans what you're like, oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense like they don't want you to see him be killed because he hasn't been killed like i understand like people don't want to see an old man get shot but at the same time the rule always is if you don't see the body that person isn't dead yeah. and it's like even the same with that policeman i fully expect him to come back in season two because he didn't yeah. you know like he just fell off the side was it or something like that like as in like i feel like uh, everything is leading to like season two and season they're already talking about season three yeah, they you know. they're doing they're they've fallen into the trap that some another show had fallen into badly now. Oh, I can't think of an example, but they're doing the classic. We're setting up for a nice fresh cliffhanger. I was like, oh yeah. Jesus, would you like 
leave it off for a minute. <laughs> the, the at the end they were just putting in stuff. I think for the last of it. The yeah. whole point of him dyeing his hair, I researched what it was about. It was literally just to symbolize change. There was no <laughs> hidden meaning. Like, for a show that was so yeah. layered and so complex, it was just, oh yeah, he just wanted to have a bit of a change. Words of the director, <laughs> not some sort of critic. The director's huh. own words. Uh, I really thought he'd give a hint. No, nothing. Just, oh, he wanted to change. What? What? I that feel like... Not necessary. Higher level English has trained me too much to look into things where it's like, it's the, yeah, it's like literally just the whole thing of like, oh, what does this mean thematically and all this sort of stuff. And then just like, yeah, it's it's not even that it's disappointing when you find out it's just like, oh yeah, he just wanted a hair change. It's just like, it it's literally like, it makes everything feel so surface level where it literally like, as you said, like there's so many opportunities to do different things and they just stop just when it gets interesting. Like for me, the show peaks with, episode like six like the marble stuff because that was like emotional stuff and that but i genuinely don't think it got better than the first episode because the first episode was the concept you fall in love with the concept and it's what people do with that concept that is the important thing a lot uh, i think there were things i appreciated about it as well i know we can't get bogged down over too long because everyone's heard about it we're just kicking it at horse (laughs) we're picking up the scraps i have found very appreciative when they didn't stick to the norm and they didn't fall into the trap of the first time when everybody left the island yeah. That, I thought I thought that was very grown up. Mm-hmm. I, I sat and I watched that and I went, huh, fair play. I think that might have been my actual reaction because I was ready for the, yeah, the, it'll be a nail biter and they'll stay yeah. in. And I was like, oh, would you look at that? They're all after going. That's a nice idea. I went, do you know what? Fair play. You're yeah. sticking to your guns. That's a grown up storyline. I went, good. Something realistic in all this. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't hold very well after that. Like we all <laughs> knew they were going to, I expected them to all fall back into it in a bit of Stockholm syndrome. And then yeah. it kind of spiraled out of control in storyline shenanigans. But look, yeah. they did well for that bit. The show's concept brilliant. For once, they mm-hmm. were rever- the roles were reversed. Usually you have too much storyline, not enough TV show. They, they completely got it backwards. Too much TV show, not nearly enough storyline. Like, not the point. It wasn't a case where you were leaving with questions like, oh, what happens mm-hmm. here? I'll join in for season two. It was, I don't know what's happening here. Full stop. <laughs> Yeah. Meant, like I don't know what's happening here. There's no kind of oh a cliffhanger. There's just just a lack of information. If I'm honest, honestly, like, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't push me to watch season two now. If I, if I'm read like chat, I might have a flick through season two. Mm-hmm. If, let's say season two released and I missed it, I would just read an article and see what happened to the storyline. To be honest, yeah, I wouldn't be pushed to watch it again. Like I think they they if they had closed it off and said season one finished, close the chest, seal it, a piece of TV history. Brilliant idea. Perfect phenomenal perfect a star performance but no you have to fall into the money grab you're gonna get enough cash you're fine you yeah. have retired take your time now Every, think about the actual history here all of my favorite tv shows that's a good point all of my favorite tv shows are one season like literally stuff like that's it i think my favorite ones like that anime debt note and stuff like that where it's just like a story can be its own thing it's it's the same thing I have a problem with with like cinematic universes and stuff like that where it's just like everything has to set up so many other things like you have to set up a season two or 90 other movies in your MCU like thing and everything like that it's just I feel like the art of it's nearly lost where it's like I just I miss when a story can be told and like hey that was a very good story as you said let's lock it up let's keep that there let's do something else let's do something new let's keep the train going I suppose but, will, we leave, will we leave Squid Game where it is? Because we'll just get bogged down. In just let me just say, before we leave Squid Game, I have to say, as, as much as, like, as I, said, I do genuinely like the show, I think there's a lot of flaws with it. 
never watched the English dub. I watched that first. Mm-mm. I watched it first. The English dub through it too, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it until I listened to like the sub one and when I actually was awake enough because all of these shows I was watching, they were in the twilight hours of the night sort of thing where I just wasn't able to comprehend anything that wasn't like audio. But oh my God, it's just like when you compare the scenes of just like the English voice actors to the uh, like actual Korean people, like it's just, it genuinely, you, you wouldn't think it would make a difference, but like they sound so cartoony. I suppose it's nearly like, like even remember. Uh, the- I, ha- I had this gripe with one of the girls I lived with. She was like, yeah. it sounds so American. I'm like, yes, obviously it does. I yeah. understand it's a Korean show and you're hearing it in an American voice, but you could just grow up and go, yes, it's a yes, it's an American voice. What streaming service are we on? An American one. Oh, I'd no, be more off if I heard a strong British accent through here. Yes, oh, yeah. now grow up, watch your subtitles <laughs> if you want to, but don't just sit here and go, why does it sound American? It's an American platform. Obviously, they're going to use their own actors. Grand, get over it. I had been trained with um with yeah. money heist mm-hmm. money heist had trained me to understand the dubbed voice yeah and get through like obviously i'm sure the korean acting is more authentic because guess what it was the real deal but i never watched that i took it on the dubbed version face mm-hmm. value and i still found it very enjoyable i've never oh, definitely. seen the korean i've never seen the korean version i probably don't need to see it oh you don't honestly change what i've seen <laughs> but like I don't want people to be like, oh, but X or Y is different in this version. Just stick. How? Here's a here's some food for thought. Watch yeah. one version, enjoy the version you watch, and leave it at that. And stop hating on what you haven't seen. Stop <laughs> picking holes in somebody else's show. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> if you liked the dubbed version, enjoy it. If you liked the subtitles, enjoy it. Stop telling the other side that they're wrong. That's How fair about enough. you just sit down and watch the thing instead, like? <laughs> Yeah, that's very strong opinions on that. Oh no, it's great. Like, uh, I, I think for me it was more because like, I really enjoyed the English dub. I think it was more just the fact that's the thing. Don't change it by going and watching the other thing. Like, I mean, as yeah, I, st- pick a side and stick. Exactly, just because like, stick. even like if I go back to Death Note, I only watch that in English because it is hilarious to me. <laughs> like, it's like mm. it's genuinely like you get attached to those voices. Basically, yeah. So, final thoughts on Squid Games. It was a great TV show, but filled with flaws. There we it have was it. Like, it was like, uh, it was like a tire with air leaking out of it. <laughs> Good on the surface, but when you look closer, we got problems. Yeah, I can agree right. with you there. Right, um, I'll hop on to one. La- yeah, you go for next. You hit next. Right, so I have not paid attention to Netflix besides Squid Games. I have not paid attention to Netflix for the full year, basically, because as I said, I don't really watch TV. Disney Plus, I mentioned in episode eight, it changed a lot where it was like, it gave me back the weekly thing I was after. It gave me back the, okay, wait for the next episode next Friday sort of thing. And with that came an onslaught, like they oversaturated the market to hell, but um, all the MCU shows that came out and it all started with WandaVision. I genuinely don't think they've gotten better than WandaVision. I think Loki is a better story, but WandaVision proved the theory to me. Because as soon as I heard Marvel were like, okay, we're not focusing just on movies anymore. You have to buy the subscription service and you have to watch the shows if you want to have any idea what's going on. I hated that. I absolutely hated that as someone who doesn't like TV. One Division kept me in its grasp for weeks on end. Until that show ended, I was just there every single Friday, I think it was, just waiting for it to come out because 
oh my god it wasn't even the show itself it was the it was just the community that sort of formed around it it was the theorizing it was the plotting on twitter and everything like that because the gist of wandavision was no one had any idea what was going on for the first four episodes i think it was because you're thrown in from the end of uh end game and everything like that all these big marvel movies and that you're thrown into a 50s sitcom that's in black and white and it has cheesy acting no one knows who they are there's no references to the mcu whatsoever it's just like what on earth is happening why is everything this way what on earth is going on and like it's that mystery that kept people attached to it it kept me attached to it where it was like the next or the next episode it was suddenly in the 60s the one after that 70s 80s 90s there's a malcolm in the middle episode it was just it was amazing uh, modern family style one for the 2000s and stuff genuinely like that whole thing kept me so intrigued because i think that's the one thing where it's like i'm never going to watch one division again but it's those like weeks of just like okay what on earth did i just watch what on earth does this mean every single episode had the balls to end on the absolute harshest of like cliffhangers and stuff it could literally be like someone shows up at the door like in an old sitcom store and will be and it's like hey why won't you let me in and then it cuts the face and it's just like holy crap wonder it's going on and then just it ha- always the credits would always start with this screen that just says please stand by i learned to hate those words because of it and it's just like i feel like like even now we're looking at stuff like the new Spider-Man film and the new Doctor Strange film. And basically what they're doing with that is this thing called the multiverse where they're pulling in so many different characters from like, cause Disney owns everything there. They own everything. They can bring back characters if they want to. But basically with the multiverse, that gives you endless possibilities of like, okay, so we always, or like when Marvel first like sold off all its properties, you had Fox making X-Men, you had Sony making Spider-Man, you had so many things like broken apart. Now that the MCU is trying to pull everything back together, you see stuff like, I have no problem with spoiling this, an X-Men actor appears and you're like, oh my God, they're bringing them back. Like, you know, they're connecting in the X-Men or then it's like, they had all these, like, since it's old TV, they'd have these fake ads in between and they'd be like, oh my God, what does this mean? Like, there'd be like a word, like Nexus, which was like a sort of thing in the comics where it's like a big event and stuff like that. Or like, uh, it basically be hinting at all this different stuff. And just twitter was a feeding frenzy like just like oh my god what does this mean what does that mean oh my god this character's back is this mean that everything's connecting into this and it's like why are we in a 50s sitcom and just everything just falls apart (laughs) nearly until like everything's like everything just explodes and that was nearly the best part like because the show as it goes on like it's interesting it's all about like grief and emotional trauma and everything like that has marvel characters in it you find out why everything's happening and then like the ending comes around and they're like, okay, it's a Marvel thing. We have to end with a big explosive fight. And it basically threw out most of that stuff where it's like, okay, all the intrigue's gone. I don't really care about it anymore. Yep. We're back to normal Marvel. But as an experience, I feel like I've been rambling for a while, but like, it's like as an experience, WandaVision was the best TV show I've seen all year. Cause it just actually did something different. It's, it was sort of like how like lost how big that was where it's like people theorizing and stuff like that and like i think it was that it was the endless just chatter and the endless truck when you get a community involved in something and you have that that's exactly it's not how good the show is it's the it's the sitting together going oh what's coming up next exactly turn to the fella to your eye going here do you see that spice one could be dog it could be like horse 
but like it's the crack it's the it's the it's the, it's the anticipation that you know makes the, it good and do you know the best thing of all well i absolutely despise most sitcoms i watched through that whole thing and had the time of my life like yeah. that is very difficult to do and it's just yeah as i said like i'm pissed off by it for a lot of reasons basically most of the stuff people theorize didn't happen just didn't happen it was just there's literally you know how i mentioned about that x-men actor so yeah. basically with him he was just a big stupid joke where it's like this fan love did you ever see um x-men any of the x-men ones you know quicksilver and that like slow motion scene I'm, no oh, no worries. the mcu doubled up <laughs> wish i got into it uh, I, no can never, I can never get into it now because i've missed too much no that's grand basically from the fox side of things when x-men was still in their hands Quicksilver is one of the most beloved characters in superhero films. He has some of the most iconic scenes. He is permanently attached to the time in a bottle music because of a certain uh, slow motion sequence. He appears at the door. That actor does. And like, you're just like, oh my God, they're going to connect everything together. It was one big elaborate boner joke because he's, his name was actually Ralph Boner. And he was an actor who gets pulled into things at one stage or another. Uh... And it's just like, it just, it's, <laughs> it pissed off the entire internet basically including myself to a certain extent i got annoyed because they were hinting at marvel's version of satan and he just didn't show up <laughs> it's like it, it got it got to stuff like that where you're just like okay how far are they gonna go are they gonna actually do something and then when you realize okay most of it they didn't do i'm annoyed at it but the journey was more fun than the destination yeah i suppose that was an extremely long ramble so i apologize for that but i guess that's what the podcast is for but that's um we're going to throw it back to you now. What what would be another show that, like, okay. stuck I'm in your mind? Not, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to get bogged down in it. Um, I'm going to say, to connect the dots, see that nice little segue I did there? Oh. Go watch our first episode, episode eight, to yep. get part one of my money heist ramble. Oh, boy, we're back. In five, <laughs> in five, or, five words or less, volume two, season five, very good ending. Parts came up I didn't anticipate. I, it ne- it slowed down, but mm-hmm. properly. Yeah. The first volume, very quick, very explosive, bang, bang, bang. They slowed right down for the second part, and it focused just on story. It was a good... At the start, I didn't know how I felt about it. I appreciated how they slowed it down because they let they allowed you to take everything in because they were like, this is where we're going to call it. It's going to be wrapped up. We're going to connect every dot. So they slowed it right down. And it worked very well because you were able to keep up. You were going to go, okay, they're going to this. I understand why. Now we're going to go here instead of just this explosion of stuff. And months later, you're like, ah, yeah. good ending, <laughs> uh, good, good ending, solid. They answered every question. No stone, no stone was left unturned. It wasn't waffly. No cliffhanger. Happy to close that case. Watch it in your own time. Yeah. Now, that's that covered. Okay. We're going before I get to my all-time favorite TV show of the year, mm-hmm. and that I've seen to date because it's, it's a big award. That that's I'm big. Gonna, I'm to date, yeah. So that tops uh, any kind of. Is this just it, like? Yeah, it. We're gonna we're gonna stick with streaming services. Yeah, we're not. Okay, because <laughs> I was worried about Top Gear for a second there. <laughs> it's 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 it's. It levels with that. Yeah, it doesn't, oh, okay. I thought about that. It, it levels with that. Okay. And nothing has ever reached that level. But anyway. Yeah. One thing is a curveball here. No one's going to actually see this coming. We're going to touch on Now TV. And one thing I watched very recently was Framing Britney Spears. 
Oh, that's I know. That's a very that's one you wouldn't expect is, from me. That yeah. is one curvaceous ball, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a massive curveball, yeah. And I have to say, it was a brilliant watch. And what wow. made, I think what makes it very very special is that it was a blunt coincidence. That show was released right before the conservatorship ended, and they didn't know that was about to happen. There's oh, really? No way, there's no way they could have known all that was sealed documentation. That yeah. was just a blunt coincidence. Like, the biggest stroke of luck <laughs> on, the, on the Hulu and the, and, the, and the Sky team, that that is what happened. Because yeah. I'd say there must have been a huge, par- a huge Christmas party because the luck they had, because it timed perfectly, yeah. right on top of each other. Documentary conservatorship ended. That was just coming out as a pure coincidence. It's a Brit. Um, I this is coming from someone who knew nothing about Britney Spears or her conservatorship, and yeah. I mean the square root of nothing, nada. <laughs> like I knew there was a conservatorship because I had seen it on TikTok. Didn't even know what that was. Yeah, and I thought this was a brilliant story. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite it never featuring any member of the Spears family or any representative representative of them, interesting. They were, able to, they were able to use passerbys that had worked with them, people from their team, and the public to paint a perfect picture because it was so well documented without ever having any mo- member of the family in there. Because obviously, at the time there was a conservatorship in place, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have even been able to get in. Yeah, they pra- p- painted a perfect story. It was brilliantly timed, t- fantastic watch. That's fascinating. I, uh, genuinely, I want to watch that now because it's like when mm. you recommend something, you really yeah. recommend something. It's the one that shocked me the most this year. Yeah. The yeah. biggest shock to me this year was the Britney Spears documentary, Framing Britney Spears is what it's called, because two have made it. Netflix made a kind of a wiffly waffly one that they made after the conservatorship dropped and they lashed it together in like a week because they're <laughs> Netflix and they genuinely have the power to do something like that. They put a documentary together in a week just because they want yeah. to jump on the bandwagon. Watch that one instead, because that one was just made of pure cinematic skill. Uh, it tells a very good story. It's brilliant. It's just a really good story. Yeah. If you, if you want to listen to a great, really good story that's very topical, give it a watch. I would recommend a lot. And one thing, it's like, because one thing I always have a problem with, um, like certain things like this, where you're looking at someone's life through a different lens and maybe it's through a controversial lens or something like that the fact that it probably sounds like counterintuitive but the fact that the spears weren't involved at all that nearly gives them more credibility for me yeah because they they mentioned at the end that they did contact all their team and they all declined to comment or just didn't respond yeah um yeah so things even like they showed both the good and the bad it wasn't a it wasn't a uh a, p- a pity party for Britney Spears not by any means mm-hmm. it was a subjective documentary it wasn't a Jesus poor Britney it was this is a this is a statement of fact this is yeah. what happened this is her rampage she went on this mm-hmm. is the restraining order she was given but this is also the consequences of something that's ridiculous they interviewed paparazzi who had been around her for years uh, they managed to interview a paparazzi who triggered who was pivotal in all of this happening if, I don't want to, I'm not going to say spoil it, but it kind of doesn't make it hit as good. They interviewed a paparazzi where an event took place that was pivotal to everything going from normal to upside down. 10 Whoa. years of a conservatorship and there was one event really that kicked it all off. And it was something mundane. 
But like yeah. from then on, this image was painted of her. Then X, and then a domino effect took a place, and then we ended up with her father controlling all her money, her like a conservatorship. Mm-hmm. For, for, I learned what that actually was. I think yeah. it's never been explained. A conservatorship is given to someone who doesn't have the mental capacity or power to make their own decisions. It's what you give to your your granny or whatever after she's had four or five odd strokes and she's basically in a vegetative state. People who are on life support, who can't make conscious decisions, (laughs) usually people who are brain dead are opted, are are awarded conservatorship. So your family can choose, I'd like to take their money. I'm going to make the decision to take them off life support. That's the level we're talking. Like people are in a such a vegetative or non-capacitive state that they can't even think for themselves. So if you're on your deathbed or if you are actually brain dead and you're just on a vent, this one. Oh my God. Was a was a regular citizen who got subject to that scrutiny? No, they've the, the there's a reason as to why it happened. There's a certain document that will never be released to the public because mm-hmm. it's under seal. It's it's confidential. It's sealed. Yeah, it's a medical document. I'm going to say it's a medical document, so it can never be released. There's no amount of in an X amount. Of, it's a flat mm-hmm. medical document. It can't be released. We'll never know why. But this was presented to a judge, which resulted in that being chosen. We'd never know right or wrong decision, but that's what led up to it. And anyway, very good watch. Very, very good watch. I'd love to even watch it again. Very good story. An easy watch as well. It's not heavy. Really? It's not intense. It's a very easy watch, yeah. Like, I watched it on the train coming home. It's not intense. You're not sweating. It's a very easy watch. You're just going, oh, my Jesus, yeah. It's very. It's like sitting down having a good conversation with someone. It's very well done. Very, very well done. And uh, like they, they don't even mention a conservatorship being dropped. They didn't even put that at the end screen because mm-hmm. it had gone to air. And uh, generally, like a week later, yeah. the whole thing <laughs> fell apart. And it was just perfect timing. It, it was seamless for them. Hats off to Hulu and Sky. They made a fantastic piece of work. As yeah. legendary. That, that actually yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, very unexpected. Very unexpected. <laughs> I, I put it in there at the last second because like, do you know what? There's loads of other stuff I've watched on now TV, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as good... It was. This is just a very good piece of filmmaking work. It's just a very good showcase of skill. Everything else can be a good story and a gripping TV. This is just yeah. a very good show of somebody's directive skill. It's brilliant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How do I continue on from that, of all things? Yeah, <laughs> you can take over and then I'll do my all-time best TV show of the year, and if not... Ever. Yeah. I think I'm going to rattle off a couple of these, because like... Yeah, as I said, the only shows I've really consistently watched this year were these Marvel TV shows because I wanted to keep up with one of my favorite film franchises. And they were very hit and miss. There's basically a really set formula for every single one of these MCU shows where they take a side character, they go through some sort of story that involves them becoming a better person, a better hero. They get a new costume at the end. There's a villain revealed in the second to last episode consistently all the time that has no setup or if any setup very little setup they're just like oh yeah we need a villain wha-bam like here's a theme song to keep you going and as i said yeah new costume let's set up the next movie big explosive fight regardless of how the rest of the show was going as i said one division so much more interesting when it was just in a sitting room or in a house rather than hey look witches explosions robots ah sort of thing and I've seen that quite a lot with um, the next couple of shows. So there's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The main message I want to say is this could have been the show to make Disney+. Plus. It could have been the perfect Marvel thing. 
and it just messed it up completely because it just wasted any potential it had to bring back to life the grounded side of Marvel. My favorite Marvel movie is Captain America, the Winter Soldier, because it's so grounded. It could be a spy thriller. It could be an espionage thriller rather than a superhero movie. My mom can watch that film without having to know anything about Captain America, anything about anything to do with the MCU, just because it is nearly a political thriller. And that's why I was hoping that this would be. I was hoping it would look at more realistic stuff. Like it deals with like terrorists, it deals with political corruption. It deals with modern day America and all the flaws that come with that. It genuinely points out some really horrific stuff, but it just doesn't do it right. Where it's like, it has all the theming, it has all that. It just doesn't have a good story. It has so much. It's like what we talked about earlier with like concepts. The concept of Falcon trying to live up to Captain America, which is obviously an impossible feat. And then like he does stuff like he turns in the shield. Then we get introduced to the worst person ever, John Walker, who replaces Captain America, this terrible soldier guy who basically has none of the virtues of what a superhero should be, but he's the symbol of the American people because he looks like the perfect soldier sort of thing. He has all these medals of honor and all this sort of stuff, but he isn't the person he's meant to be. Did and they it's bite like, off more than they could chew? They did. They really did. And like, just like looking at like, that's what I'm saying. All the themes are so good, but like the story, it just falls apart where it's like the villains are extremely forgettable. We have these guys called the Flag Smashers who have superpowers because they found some of the leftover Captain America juice, basically. And they're all like angry and stuff. And they want to blow up. They literally blow up a building with people in it. And at the end of the show, you're meant to go, hey, maybe they weren't so bad after all. No, that's not how it works. They killed people. And like, it, it just doesn't uh, make sense. It doesn't. Like, they, they keep trying to push a message of, like, hey, look, this is the villain side of the story. This is why they're doing it. And it's just, it's, like... is Was it instead of having a plot, they had a plan. They, they had a plan. plan. They had a plan. Because they're like, we will make you like this person. Exactly. Because that's how we just want it done. You don't get an opinion here. You what? are not a viewer. You are just literally a tool to us. Exactly. All this is is building up to them being able to, at the end of the show, change the title from... Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. They're just passing the torch on. And that's perfectly fine. I can't wait to watch Captain America 4 with Falcon as Captain America. But the whole setup, like, it had so many good bits in it as well. The stuff John Walker does is the best bit in the show. As I said, he is the perfect hateable villain. But he does some messed up stuff with that shield. That is genuinely some of the most iconic imagery I've seen in a TV show in a while. But it just falls apart at every other level. And as I said, it just sort of, it was at that moment I realized, okay, they can mess up. This is an identical formula to the last show where it's just like side character. Hey, here's some traumatic plot and here's some thing they have to deal with to be a better hero. New costume, explosions, goodbye. New movie, you know? But they, they were just laying building blocks for a yeah. movie they wanted to put out. They're like, we're, it, was, it was instead of, it was pretty much just like a, a, a very prolonged prologue exactly it was, that, it was like when you're listening to an album and you have an intermission that was an intermission you were shown it wasn't a tv <laughs> show it was a we want you to watch this movie in x amount of years time so you're going to want like that movie in x amount of years time we don't want you having questions so yeah. here's your answer this is a tv show this is like a set of instructions for you to follow to put to patch the movie in nicely exactly when my dad doesn't like a, a tv show that's full of action you know something's wrong because like that's the thing yeah. There's some people that go into Marvel the stuff. James Dad rating. That's exactly. what it's all based off. There are some people that go into Marvel movies and not like that's not a bad thing. They go in 
to see like people get punched. They go in to see superhero do superheroes do superhero things. But even he was like, is there not more of a story? <laughs> you know? And it's like, you know, a TV show is bad. Like, this is something I'm, as I said, I don't know how much I, I nearly want to just try and probably rattle off a few at the end. There are some shows that I've seen this year where we were literally like, okay, there was no arc at all to that episode. It was literally just, okay, here's the next part of the story. Oops, we ran out of time. Guess we're going to have to roll the credits there, even if it's in the middle of something or it's at, mm. the, like, there's no sort of payoff. Like, you know how each episode has to have individual, like some sort of, okay, we've learned something. We've made some progress. Yeah. There is none of that in the show. Filler. filler. Exactly. That's what I call that filler. Episodes in the middle of a season that's not getting as many views. Here's a filler episode. You're like, it's an episode where you can go next and not miss a thing. Exactly. You can wipe it off and be like, yeah, not a single tap. Yeah. You can literally like skip that show and all you'll be wondering is, okay, why does he have a new suit? And okay, why is there a lady with purple hair in my after credit scene? Like it's like- So they, they changed a couple of cast members and used a TV show instead of just changing the, the cast members. Right? It would have been a brilliant two hour special. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> yeah. instead of just like, what, eight oh hours God. of my time? <laughs> You know, yeah, you wasted my time, Disney. You wasted yeah. my time. I don't, I hate the way you can't just patch into it now. Disney have just locked you out. I swear to God, it's like, you want to enjoy Marvel? Buy Disney Plus and we'll show you a good time. You can't yep. just watch the DVD you may have on the shelf. Nope, it won't make sense. You don't it won't make sense. Literally, they have checklists now for those TV shows. Hey, the finale for this oh, show is coming up. Watch all of these movies, this TV show, this little special here, and read this book. Like, as to someone who has never. I've, I've seen odd Marvel movies here and there. Let's call mm-hmm. the big, big movies of a, of a Saturday night. Yeah. Brilliant movies. Iron Man 2. It's just this whole, <laughs> it's this ecosystem you have to be involved in. It's a joke. It's like, want to have an Apple Watch? Nope, buy an iPhone. You can't use your Samsung. No, no, no. You have to buy <laughs> Disney Plus and you have to follow this checklist. I do not want to fill out a checklist. Do I look like a pilot to you? I don't have checklists in my life. I do what I want. And uh, I will not be manipulated by Marvel into doing checklists. I'm gonna so, re- as someone who's on the outside. I'm gonna really quickly just like um before we jump on to your next one. Yeah, because I, I time, man. Because I don't have too much to say about it. It's the most recent show I've watched. And I need to just pull it in because this is in the exact same ball field or, or whatever field sports. I, I know sports. Whatever thing you put in to, besides what Hawkeye. Ball <laughs> yeah, yeah, ball park. That that's the word, ball park. Hawkeye VAR so much potential and it just let me down it had everything to it it was based off of one of my favorite comic books of all time it was an under the underrated character Hawkeye I really like Hawkeye he's a guy with a feckin bow and arrow in a space war (laughs) he's there they're introducing new characters that are very promising of attachments from like comics and such like stuff like that and most of all they were doing something much like with the groundedness that I was hoping to come from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This was going to be very localized. Every MCU thing has to be, we're saving the universe. We're saving the world bigger, bigger, bigger. This was like, Hey, let's have a bit of a gang fight in New York. And it's set at Christmas and we have arrows that explode. Like it was nothing more than that was what I wanted. It was going to be something small. It was going to be a nice little filler, but in a good way. And it couldn't even get that right for a lot of the reasons that I have with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier episodes. They just didn't make sense as to how they were cut. Like an episode would start and stop 
at the most random points in the story. You didn't feel satisfied with what you had seen and you'd have to wait another week to see what happens next. Characters appear and go at like a whim. They're just here for a bit and it's like, hey, I know you from the movie. Okay, bye. And like, you may or may not see them again. They introduce new characters from the comics, which I'm so excited for, but they're so underdeveloped. They introduce the Kingpin, who is the single best villain I have seen in a TV show. If you watch Netflix's Daredevil, they finally connected him in. They did jack shit with him. <laughs> and he was so less threatening. He, the reason I like him so much is he's this big, massive guy who's the scariest person. In like the first episode of Daredevil in Netflix's show, he crushes someone's head with a car door because they annoyed him. Like he is meant to be the most threatening guy ever. And here he is just going around, like just doing nothing and having no impact on the thing besides, hey, look who showed up. Hey, that's pretty cool. That show hurt me in a few ways where it's like, it's so annoying because I can't call it bad. Because if you yeah. take if you take all the pieces and put them all together, it's a good show. It actually has a great new character with this person, Kate Bishop. She's genuinely really good. And I can't wait to see her in like the next movie and stuff. It redeems Hawkeye for a lot of people because it goes in, looks at some comic stuff. So it, like, it doesn't get shown in the movies, but like he has so many different types of arrows that he can shoot because he can only get so far with a bow and arrow. And like has the single best car chase I've seen all year or in the past couple of years, like with just such creative imagery and such creative things that were happening. And it even addresses something at the end of uh, basically with Endgame when everyone was snapped away. He went on a mad killing spree as a ninja for a while called the Ronin and killed a bunch of gang members and then somehow got away consequence free. So this actually puts a pin in that. And it actually looks at that and it concludes a story in a satisfying way. It, that's the thing. It was done well, but they just... It didn't work as a show. It should have been a movie. I'm the movie person who complains about TV stuff, but like this genuinely Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye should have been movies. It would have been great. Don't even release them theatrically. Make Hawkeye. It's already a holiday special. I've been watching Christmas stuff for the past couple of weeks with Hawkeye, just daily dose of Christmas as it was building up. It was literally a countdown to Christmas in the show. And it just like, it, it could have been so good. It just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> It's aggressively fine. Aggressively fine. That is what a lot of these shows are. It gets made up for it gets made up for with some of the best TV I've ever seen. But ah, miss potential, you know. <laughs> Anyways, after that little rant and that took a absolute yes. struggle. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nice arrow pun. <laughs> nice. We all know that Top Gear lies at the very top of my TV shows, period. Yeah. This one shares number one. Mm -hmm. that is a massive shoe to fill no amount of squid game 911 old school hawaii 50 no amount of uh, money heist nothing because it the top gear just has something called the fizz yeah it just it just gives me this warm feeling okay mm -hmm. it just it makes me sit down and it makes me feel like i'm a little child again it just i i sit there and i'm like it just it just gives me the fizz. There's no show that gives me the fizz like it. And this was the one ever since, and it came out this year. And I was, I genuinely came. It was released in a block, but I treated it week by week almost. And I really, absolutely adored it. It was phenomenal. Rotten Tomatoes, one hundred percent. IMDb, nine point one out of ten. Amazon, five out of five. Holy crap. Um, I'm trying to guess what show this is. One of the highest ratings Amazon has ever got, period. Ever. 100% I, I, Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb 9. 
Clarkson's Farm. Clarkson's Farm. Clarkson's Farm. No, I'm, I'm interested. Instantly interested. I'm going to go slowly through this. That TV, it's not, I'm not going to call it a TV show because it's not a TV show where it's designed to be entertaining. It's not a documentary where a documentary is meant to be factual and keep you at the edge of your chair with facts and stats. It's more just like home security feed. It's just an insight into someone's life. There's okay. no, there, obviously there's editing, but there's no entertaining editing taking place. Some of that show is filmed on an iPhone. What? Because, yeah, some of it is, is iPhone footage. Oh my God. The show, uh, what they did to film it, they placed cameras up, had them on hard drives that were connected to a wireless network. It streamed and it went. There was no, oh, we'll do another take. It was what they got they used. And it was very, very, as you can tell, raw. It was raw. T- it was real. Mm-hmm. The show follows a full farming year for Jeremy Clarkson. The concept was, for the first episode, it's going to be, because all of the top, top gear presenters in the off-season have their own little spin-off shows. James May did a cooking one. Richard Hammett did this kind of stranded on an island, help me escape. And Jeremy's, <laughs> was, meant, Jeremy's was meant to be a, ooh, here's a comedic Jeremy Clarkson trying to farm. We'll get a few episodes out of this and he'll get angry and he'll call it stupid. Yeah. The first episode, they're an hour long. You're 30 minutes, well, not even the first episode. You can see in the first episode what they tried to do. But then it stopped being immediately an entertaining um, show and it immediately became factual because he got stuck into it. He didn't, um, he didn't treat it like it wasn't nine to five, go home. It was wake up, do a day of farming, just sleep. And part of that was because it's his own farm that has to maintain income. It wasn't done as a, oh. ha here's a funny, he owns an estate of land. That he owns was, it. Um, he owns it, it's his. And he has employees. And originally, there was a farmer that maintained the whole land, everything. Jeremy never had a single input. It was just something that came with his house. There was a farmer who ran it. There's locals who are hired within it who keep yeah. their lights on just by working there as their day-to-day. Mm-hmm. The farmer who managed it, because of old age, had to retire. Jeremy had to step in automatically. Oh, my God. Be, yeah, he was a funny. He was going to teach everyone how to farm. It would be kind of funny. But then immediately, like, there's like there's one, I would not even say cast member, staff, called Caleb, mm-hmm. who genuinely was like, no, what the fuck are you doing? You're doing this wrong. I Like, this is how I keep my lights on. Are you, are you, like, there was yeah. a bit where this, like, the, it's going to be a, oh, here's how you put um, dr- draining lanes into a field, and he did it all skew ways, and he, he immediately called him out. Caleb was like, what are you doing? That's fucking stupid. Are you having a, are you stupid? Is that, is that a joke? This is not, when that, nothing's going to grow. And it was immediately a case of, that's not entertaining. Cop the fuck on. Nothing will grow here. This is like what he, like in six months time we're not going to make money, and he, like it was a case of nobody there was given an Amazon like check. It yeah. was just this is how stuff is done. This is how the other half live, and he just Jeremy Clarkson got full on head stuck into it. Mm-hmm. He tried funny. He tried ideas. Obviously for episodes he was like, oh I want to put a pond in my farm. Yeah. But it wasn't a let's put a pond in my farm and blow it up. It was. I'm going to put a pond in to have a natural water stream to water my crops because I want to tackle this economic issue. It was very copped on and grown up. And they were, like it, the show made me laugh and cry. It had yeah. so many parts to it. And it was like Am- Amazon got an all access pass 
to everything the running of the farm because they just had stuff set up and they just walked away and it takes forever to come out because a whole farming year has to pass mm-hmm. we're waiting on season two could be 23 before we see it it's being filmed now it takes 12 yeah. months it takes 12 months and it can't be rushed it's real so like episode one you see them draining the land episode 12 the prophet comes out of it and like um you grow to love these characters so much and like there was there's a part for let's just say okay a spoiler he tries his he tries every aspect of farming to understand what it's like yeah and he tried he tried doing sheep farming which i know is one of the hardest things you can do it's the most demanding thing you can do with the least payoff from it Mm -hmm. and it came to a lambing season where stuff was getting born at three or three o'clock in the morning oh my god he picks up his phone him and his girlfriend walk down to the sheds they they cap the lambs are born and it's filmed off an iphone and he said something during that he was like for the first time in like 25 odd years he's genuinely happy at doing something he's doing like he's not trying to be a presenter he's he's given up uh, there's no more top gear or grand tour he's a fan yeah. full stop now he genuinely enjoys what he does like he finds it brilliant wow and like it it was just it's i don't know how to phrase it i don't there's no like it just gives me the fizz Mm-hmm. like it was just something that i really just i thought was phenomenal it really just gave me the fizz i don't have any it was like old school top gear again because like as top gear got older and older they had to keep up with entertainment and demand but in yeah. the first 10 10 no season one to seven you can just see three lads who probably don't make much money off bbc having a bit of crack it was real mm-hmm. this was real because it was the proper like he tries to set up a farm shop mm-hmm. and in very on amazon like fashion sets the shop up a little farm shop let's say immediately it gets shut down like he's like what? oh ha 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 let's set up a shop for amazon that'll be funny we'll put it in a field i'll put it on twitter straight away he got ordered to, t- to tear the thing down the county council said no you don't have the correct planning permission shut that straight away stopped, oh. stopped in the show yeah they kept everything kept filming there was no cutting or editing. It was, oh, we're going to have to re- we're going to have to have another go at this at another point. Shop opens back up again. Whole there's five miles of a queue to get into that thing because he put it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the village is outraged. As in his local parish are fuming. There the Amazon went around and people are just like, we hate this. This is terrible. It Jeez. was like it was authentic. It was pro- like now they yeah. addressed the traffic issue. They realized you can't send that volume of an audience down what is actually a country lane into a field to park their car and buy a bottle of milk like they address that like the thing has become a large-scale operation yeah but it, it's just it, it's phenomenal because it was it was actual authentic emotion it was a realty i'm i'm just i think i'm saying the same thing again it's hard to put into words except yeah it just gives you the fizz it just gives you the fizz. There's, it's lovely TV, lovely telly, as Gandhi mm-hmm. would say. It's, you can sit there and really enjoy it because you can see your man get put in his place. Jeremy gets put in his place by a 21-year-old who's <laughs> cop the fuck on. You're doing that wrong. Stop yeah. trying to be stupid. You've done that wrong. Mm-hmm. And the two of them build a relationship throughout the season. They become more friendly as it goes through, just naturally. 
and like he becomes like and, and like his accountant shows up and it's like oh fuck here comes the accountant what's wrong now <laughs> and it like it, it was just it was a real it was an accurate representation of a farming life it wasn't over dramatized or entertained it was accurate loads of like the farmer's journal all the farming media outlets have said bang on it even got their seal of approval that yep that's accurate that's a, a proper portrayal of what farming is like it's not this kind of oh it's hard sometimes sitting a tractor it what it was a lot of people are very skeptical they thought he's just going to take the piss out of farmers who yeah. have a hard enough job it what it was more it was a kind of the thing of where jeremy clarkson says from nine to five this is a hard job and doesn't clock off go home and the ranger over to the house it was jesus it's quarter to one and i'm still going here when am i going to get to go home yeah and it was like look like i have staff that have to be paid i can't go anywhere i'm a boss now it was it was just more like jeremy clarkson doing a day-to-day job while there's an amazon camera in the cab uh, and that was that and how there wasn't like you can see from portions obviously stuff where they agreed they come out a lot of it doesn't have a film crew it's just cameras mm-hmm. that have just been set up and left alone there's not a lot of um filming going on like there's parts where a camera crew may show up but they can't be there for 12 months the other place oh, yeah. to be so it's just it's just literally like a diary entry into a camera and that it's is wild and like the stuff goes wrong like there's twists there's turns it, it's lovely it's really nice like 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 and it shows the real side of farm like animals have to be put down like he got attached to like livestock and it was like it was all wholesome you know everyone on twitter liked it and the vet was like yeah they have to be put down he was like no no we'll just leave them alive we can have the rest of them they said no they have to go and it was a case of no but we don't have to we'll leave them for the camera it was like no they're being killed right now that is end end of story there's no there's no let's do this for twitter jeremy or this is going to be entertaining you you run a farm that's not going to happen this is a waste of your time and your money they're being killed bang (laughs) just bang (laughs) two 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 lovely characters we followed for episodes that the internet loved killed like that's what i mean when it's actual tv it's not it wasn't staged it wasn't plotted it was just real and that it gives the similar feeling to seasons one to seven of top gear when it's it was a bad slot on BBC Two. They didn't have many <laughs> viewers, but they, they they loved what they did because they just loved it, and it was just an accurate portrayal of what was happening. And that is... that's the closest we've ever got, ever closest any TV show. It just gives me that fizz where you feel like you have an actual connection, and you go, "Wow, this is really interesting." Like I'm loving this. Hands down, I loved it. I'm very excited for season two. This is more than this is not. I couldn't even recommend to watch it because I can sit here and harp on and recommend. Oh, you should watch Money Heist. It's great watch. You just need to watch this. There's no, you should, you need to. It's necessary viewing. Because it also, like, even if you don't like Top Gear or anything, that's why you should actually especially watch this because it shows the off-camera side. It shows, like, I think if, if you don't like Top Gear and don't enjoy any of their stuff, I think more than ever you should watch this because it really does show Whoa. the authentic side. Yeah, if you don't like this kind of stuff, now you should watch it more than ever because it, it's... It's not the nine to five. I'm putting on a persona. I'm I'm hyping it up for the camera. It's the Jesus Christ. This is this is really shit. Like this, this is tough. And it's like it's it's the actual side of someone. You get to see the behind the camera version of people. And it, it's it was just a very very good idea. That was a happy accent. The show wasn't meant to be like that at all. Yeah. It was just a happy accent. They didn't expect it to last longer than they filmed for maybe a week. Get some haha funny footage and leave it as that. But it ended up running for twelve months the filming that's why it was so oh. delayed it took so long to come out because 
like it, you have to wait. Amazon cannot do anything until 12 months has passed and the footage has been collected. Then they can only begin editing. It just has to run like that. There's no other way of doing it because that's how long this takes. It's crazy. It's And it's not like a, we'll check back with him in how many months it's day one through 365. Mm-hmm. Run the cameras, come back at the end. It's brilliant. That genuinely. I said a lot of the same thing there, but just you, you really, I really, not even I, I love you watching. You just really should give it a look. And yeah. look at episode one. And if you don't like episode one, then you can walk away because episode one is, an, is pretty much how it's going to go. But mm-hmm. give it a shot because I think even if you don't like this kind of stuff, now what? Then you really would like this because it's it's like anti TV. So if you're like, I hate those three bollockses. There's some pain in the neck. You'll get a lot of satisfaction of watching their actual life and their actual life struggle. Do you know? Yeah. It appeals to both sides. Up until, <laughs> up until now, the money heist spiel you went on last time was the single most convincing sort of argument to watch a show I've ever seen. That was insane. That was literally just like, you can just see the sheer passion you fully believe what you're on about like i fully see what you mean like and it's just it was such a surprise like i mean i can't believe i didn't think of that just because like yeah how much you love top gear and that but genuinely that is like in a in a year of squid game and netflix being netflix the fact that a guy on his farm you know just going about his day that uh that being the best show is just like it makes so much sense but at the same time it's such a surprise you know it's not even, I won't, it's not even gripping TV. There are episodes where it's just, I'm going to lay an electric fence, figure out how you put sheep in the field, figure yeah. out how they're not going to escape on me, and chat with my accountant. That's what that's what will happen in episodes. But it's that just is. the way that it's done. Because it's so real, you want to know more. You get really invested in it, and not in an entertaining way, in more of a humanitarian way you get invested with this you connect you show empathy it's a you you form a human connection with this not an entertaining connection not a this is a really good watch it's a jesus i'd love to actually know what happens next it's kind of like a it's like if you ever it's it, i don't know how you can relate to the real life i don't think i can't think of a situation in real life where you'd want to know i guess if you ever heard that someone is having a hard time in their job or whatever you'd always want to know oh geez how oh yeah now that's the kind of way, that's how you get back, that's how you connect from episode and episode. You go, geez, I want to know how he's getting on now. How is that happening? Not in a kind of a entertaining, I want to know what's going on. It's a, oh, I'd love to actually, just on a human basis, I'd love to know how he's getting on. It's more like Damn. a check-in. It's brilliant. It's, and there are highs <laughs> and lows. It's, and the, the I, us, okay, I'm not going to even use the word the ending, but just yeah. the end of the farm year doesn't happen how you'd expect it to happen. And it's oh. not an Amazon, it's not an Amazon staged ending because all the evidence is provided in the previous 12 episodes. You can understand as to why we came to that conclusion. Nothing yeah. there is hidden. So you go, Jesus, that's funny. The, the ending is kind of funny. That it's is... not a kind of it you'd if, if somebody turned around and said that was a staged Amazon event, I go, ah, there we go. That's yeah. connected. But episode e- evidence is provided on the show and in the previous episodes, they give you full access to his farm financials everything exact mm-hmm. figures are shown as in this was our income that's what we spent on this this is what you pay, paid jeremy you get to see somebody's financial information they, put, <laughs> they showed you they showed you the bank reconciliations for the account and the statements it's, it was very hands-on there was nothing no detail spared it was very very good now 
very good. That is wild. Yeah. <laughs> that was very entertaining. <laughs> I'm it's, not. It's, mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From something like that, that's so authentic and so wholesome, to go back, as I said, like all I've watched this year was MCU stuff, to go back to something as cold and corporate as Disney's House of Mouse, like MCU. <laughs> You know, as I said, we're going to keep building like we don't know what we're building to, but we're going to keep building nonetheless. You know, um, we're going to jump into uh, I, there were two more shows that I saw in um, this sort of Disney Plus sphere, I suppose. And they were What If and Loki. I've talked about WandaVision being the good and Hawkeye being the mediocre and Falcon and the Winter Soldier just being disappointing. What If was basically disney taking a light switch and going good episode bad episode good episode bad episode the most inconsistent thing i have ever seen in my life there's a lot to love about it like it just as i said i love the fact that the mcu is bringing in all this comic book stuff now in this case this tv show is literally just stuff like hey what would happen if black panther was in the guardians of the galaxy and they just run with that and genuinely, some of the best episodes of TV I've seen, like I'm just like for people that have watched it, stuff like the Doctor Strange episode where he turns evil, or yeah, the T'Challa episode where he's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ultron winning, just seeing that scenario, some really interesting stuff. But then you have all the other stuff where it's just so dull and forgettable. There's an episode where it's like, oh, what if Thor was an only child and he was just a bit of an asshole and he goes to Earth and has a party? We'll leave it at that. No more. They could have done so much more with it where it's like, you literally are calling it what if. You're literally saying none of this is real. Like it's multiverse stuff. It doesn't affect anything. We can do whatever we like, but they still decide to stay so close-minded with it that it just, it leaves no impact on you. I can't remember half the episodes of it. Like I remember the, I remember the three good episodes. That's what I do. I remember the three good episodes. And it's just that case of, again, yeah, formula and concept. Like could have been good, just missed potential. But Loki genuinely is one of the best things I have seen in Marvel, hands down, movies and all. Like, it is up there. I think it's in my top 10 for MCU as a whole. And that is very difficult to do for the fact that I have been following this franchise ever since it started with uh, Iron Man. Like, watching that in my friend's house sort of thing. To have me care about a TV show more than a movie is a very difficult thing. Everyone about Everyone surrounding me knows that very well. I never find enjoyment in things being dragged out in like plot lines happening over a long period of time, characters developing stuff. They took my favorite character in the MCU, pulled him out of movies, plunked him like into this completely new scenario because they take a character. So Loki, he's had years, nearly a decade of character development. They go back to 2012 Avengers Loki when he's still an evil wants to take over everything they just pull him out there he has none of the character development none of anything like that and he knows about as much about the mcu as you do like literally he is just like in a completely different place and they introduced this thing called the tva so it's basically the time variant authority i think it was called i know those guys they're in something i know those dogs. and it's just legitimately you know when some it's very rare something so unique comes about from something that's so common so time travel that's obviously very common multiverse that is in every comic book franchise and everything like that where it's just hey what if we had this version of someone it just does everything so well it meets it reaches its potential this is the only disney show that doesn't have a bad episode in it in my opinion the filler episodes have meaning to them the characters are great (laughs) 
the first episode of Loki is the best episode of television I've ever seen. Genuinely big sold claim. me. Big claim. Big, big claim. Big boy boots with this. You just get, as I said, it's the fact you get thrown into something so different. You have one connecting thing in the main character who you've followed for ages, but you know more about him than he does. He literally has a moment, one of my favorite moments in the show. He watches his whole life play out in front of him after the moment he was pulled out. He sees everything that happens after Avengers 1. He watches his own death and laughs. He realizes, because the whole point of Loki is his glorious purpose. He has to rule the world. He has to prove himself. And then to realize he is the side character in his own life story. It was just such a cool thing to see. Like he, he literally just realizes he's like, it's all meaningless. Like, you know, like none of this, is, I'm the villain. <laughs> I'm literally the bad guy and all this. Nothing's going to turn out right for me. I think there's a line in it saying, you're the person who helps the heroes become better people. Oh, no. It's stuff like that. And it's just like, holy crap. And then that's only the first episode. It leads, that's the setup for him to become basically a time agent who's hunting down evil versions of himself. And he that's goes after. Good, that's a good plot. I like exactly. That. It just, uh, like, because that's the thing. This is the thing where they introduce the multiverse. They introduce this thing called variants. So basically, different versions of yourself. And they go hog wild with it at one stage. There is an, F, there is an after credits scene that made me shriek. <laughs> I. Had a, there is a noise you make when you are so excited that you can't express words. <laughs> we don't get to pick that noise. I know what my noise is now. <laughs> and it just, it was so genuinely good. The writing was great. The story, engaging. It connected to the movies and set stuff up in a way that was interesting. Every single episode, it had an arc to it. It had some movement forward that wasn't just like, okay, we're re- running out of time, you know. It had legitimately the best, like, sort of, pairing i've seen in a while like the best duo in terms of it's gonna say it's like when you break it down it sounds disgusting it's loki and a female version of loki and they love each other by the end (laughs) it's the most self-masturbatory thing ever but genuinely you really just like you connect with the characters you see what they're going through it deals with all those themes as i said of like trying to forge your own destiny in the whole thing of like the sacred timeline you can't break away from what is laid out for you what if you could what would happen then and then like oh my god there's just so many amazing things in this show and it sets up one of the coolest villains ever admittedly in the last episode sets up one of the craziest villains it is the only time i've been excited to hear season two confirmed like legitimately i want to see where this goes next because it somehow took away all of the development from my favorite character in in the MCU, gave it an entire, gave him an entirely new story, gave him an entirely new personality that sort of flips. Like he's still Loki, but he has way different motivations after realizing everything. And it somehow makes me love the character even more. And that is just like, (laughs) it still blows my mind where it's like, this isn't the character I love, but it's the character I love. It's the same character, but it's so unique. It's so different. I want to see what happens next. And the theme song is just so kick-ass. It's amazing. (laughs) Holy crap. I was excited for the credits just so I could listen to that theme song. And I didn't even like cut away to like um, Spotify or anything like that to like listen to it on end and like not go back to the show this broke that cycle as well of i would actually watch the show with the cool theme song it like it is basically 
what Disney it, it came out like in the middle of everything, but it is basically the it is basically the selling point of Disney Plus. It connects with the movies, it develops the side characters in a meaningful way, it gives you actual entertaining stories that you want to come back for a week after week. You're not just like, oh, that was cut short. I guess I need to come back next time, see what happens. It's just so good. And I think it's very much the fizz that you're on about in a different way. You describe that. You describe the fizz much better than I do. I don't think I did. I just nerded out for a bit because, like, I've been oh, talking you, about. Oh, you did. Oh, James, don't worry. You I've did. been. I've when been. You t- listen to this back. You will be in shock. I have just sat here in shock. I have listed for the past however long four of the most disappointing missed opportunities <laughs> I have ever seen. One division, phenomenal show. Until the ending. And I'm never going to watch it again. I'm going to watch Doctor Strange too Because it sets up that. You have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was so disappointed by it. Because it was going to bring back 2014 Marvel. Where they were a bit moodier. And a bit more like. Uh, you know. Government. is lies. And uh, corruption. And terrorism. And all that. Didn't do that in the end. Then you have. Uh, what was it? What if. I was so excited for them to just branch out. Do crazy shit. Another missed opportunity where it's just, it, it was so inconsistent and it, the potential was right there. They could have literally said something like, you know, like, I don't know, what if Spider-Man was in the 1600s or something like that? And they could have done something with that. You know, like they literally had a blank check to do crazy shit and they just went, okay, but this, this, this we better keep it a bit limited, guys. Keep the bubble closed a bit. It was so annoying. Hawkeye. They, they fumbled the bag. Fumbled, fumbled the, bag. the bag. Hawkeye brilliant story completely let down by the tv format and then like yeah as i said loki my favorite oh, no. honestly just legitimately reaffirm basically any doubts that i had i was just like okay if loki isn't good i'm gonna i'm gonna snap i'm literally gonna give up on the mcu altogether because everything has always either been so good until it wasn't or so bad the full time yeah, as I said, I don't know where I'm going with this. But... You even you even motivate me to watch Loki, and I hate the MCU with a burning urge. Like I have <laughs> against it. Even I want yeah. to watch Loki now. Well, I want to watch Clarkson's Farm. So <laughs> this is the most like natural conclusion to this episode as well, where it's like we both presented our favorite TV shows, and we're about like you know what that makes sense. I have never yeah. like you know paid much attention to something in the vein of like Clarkson's Farm. I, I watched all the Top Gear specials. I never really got into the show, but now I want to watch that. Like as I said, you said, obviously like Vendetta against the MCU. I personally, the MCU, as I said, I probably whinged about it more, where it was just like it's just losing any spark it had. Loki is the only thing so far that is gonna hopefully renew that spark. Spider Man kicks ass, and probably gonna have to talk about it with that with galley at some stage i'm yeah. going to see i'm going to see it for the second time tomorrow because it kicked that much ass that i couldn't fit it all into <laughs> the one thing but yeah that's besides the point but basically you've once again you've somehow gotten me excited about a tv show so good job <laughs> i think we've summed up uh tv pretty well for 2021 i love, I love the way our wrap-up for 2021 <laughs> was this was so bad and then one show that just came one, through them all. One just like flickering light in the distance. It was my 20, like... 2021 fumbled the bag, except for one exception. <laughs> exactly. All their shows were just... They fell on the final hurdle. But then exactly. there was one that jumped. One that jumped. There was there, You know? <laughs> so at the end of this, watch Clarkson's Farm. Watch Loki. Watch whatever you like. Please tell me what you like to watch. I, I don't know how exactly we can communicate via Spotify. I think there's a voice 
message thing. I think Jack used it once on Anchor. <laughs> there's that. Uh, yeah, I, I, Anchor's a mystery to me. I don't even know how it works. <laughs> I know there's a rating system now on Spotify. So if you want to oh. give me the cheeky five stars, oh, why not? <laughs> Hopefully stars. I can why resurrect not? this podcast. This is this is the test where it's like, I'm going to try and... Because I'm going to try and bring it back into New Year. I want to do phase two of deleted scenes. I feel like... You can bring it back. I'm going to try and bring back the podcast. Going to test a few new things. I'm going to try and make a plan and stick to it this time. And we'll see how we go. But for now, this was really fun to do. I haven't done I a this. recording for months. Genuinely. So thanks very much, Jack, for coming on. I'm going to have to have Thank you on you again. Thank you for having like, me as always, James. It was a pleasure. Just as much fun as it was the first time. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, I, I said at the beginning this was going to be unedited. I'm, I have a, I have like 20 minutes of me just like trying to speak in the middle of this. That's going to be cut out that you're not going to hear. So whether or not I go the unedited approach in the future, we're going to have to look at. But for now, I think that's been it. And um, thanks so much for watching. Well, you don't watch podcast. <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Yeah, I, I might do video. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. I hope to see you all next time. And uh, I forget my outro, but we'll just go goodbye for now. Roll the music. Oh, oh. <laughs>